0: All right, dads, we are back on the baseball diamond today as I am joined by legendary Major League Baseball player, manager, and commentator Bobby Valentine is here with me on First Class Fatherhood. Bobby Valentine was the fifth overall pick of the 1968 MLB draft by the L.A. Dodgers. He began his managing career in 1985 with the Texas Rangers, who would eventually go on to manage the New York Mets, whom he took to the 2000 World Series. He also managed the Boston Red Sox and even managed overseas in Japan, winning the Japan Series and the Asia Series. He recently ran for mayor in his hometown of Stamford, Connecticut, uh, where he was named Citizen of the Year back in 2011. He is the author of a new book, Valentine's Way, My Adventurous Life and Times. The link to the book is down there in today's show notes. Bobby Valentine is Major League Baseball royalty. I am honored to have him on the podcast today. Bobby Valentine will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Bobby Valentine was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. If you'd like to watch the conversation between the Major League Baseball legend and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, if you guys are fans of Major League Baseball, you got to go through the archives and check out the other Major League Baseball dads who have stopped by First Class Fatherhood here, including Mike Piazza, Alex Avila, Lance Lynn, Ross Stripling, Jeff Nelson, and quite a few others. So go through the archives of the show there and check out all the Major League Baseball dads who have stopped by here to talk to me about fatherhood and family life. And since we're talking baseball here, the baseball season is over, but the football season and the basketball season and the hockey season are going strong right now. If you plan on taking your kids, your family, your friends out to the game, make sure you buy your tickets on SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and use my promo code FIRSTCLASS. You're going to save $20 on your tickets and then get over and follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace so you can catch up with all the upcoming guest announcements I got a few dads that are joining me here to close out the season in style if you're enjoying the podcast here please consider hitting me with a rating or review it always goes a long way to help me out and as always guys please help me spread the word about the podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list and let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life fatherhood rocks family values rule and every day is father's day right here with me and I'll be right back with Bobby Valentine I'm Alec Lace and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood All right, dads, I got a couple of ways for you guys to help support the podcast here and save some money. As you know, Christmas shopping season has started once again. And right now, MyPillow has got the lowest prices in history on their original MyPillow, the pillow that started it all. The normal price is $69.98. But right now, if you use the promo code FATHERHOOD, you're going to get it for $19.98. That's right. Save $50 on the original MyPillow. Go visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD at the checkout. All right, and secondly, as you know, the NFL season is now heating up. The NBA and the NHL are underway. Take your kids to the game in person the way it's supposed to be and save $20 on your tickets at SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and plug in the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS. Go to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FIRSTCLASS and save $20 on your tickets. All right, just a quick recap. MyPillow.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. SeatGeek.com, promo code First Class, two ways for you guys to save money and help support First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Bobby Valentine. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Good to be with you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, let's uh, get it started like this. How many kids do you have? How old? Well, I've got a 38-year-old son. Yeah. <laughs> <One>. Very <laughs> and
1: That's one. That's one and then I have my uh extended family of men.
0: Very cool. What kind of sports or activities was your son into growing up?
1: No, he doesn't do sports. Um he's an artist as a matter of fact. Um you know, he lives in Dallas, Texas. He grew up in Dallas. Played a little um very little baseball, uh, played a very little football, but uh, knew that his um his uh skills Uh, were other
0: than on the uh, athletic field very cool if you could Bobby please just take a minute to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do
1: well it's a tough little bit of background I'm Bobby (laughs) Valentine yeah I'm born in Stanford Connecticut Um, right now I'm an author a um uh, owner of a uh, uh movie production company um I uh Just left as um, executive director of athletics at Sacred Heart University. I've been a major league player, a major league manager and coach. Uh, I've owned restaurants. Uh, I've done some stuff in my life. And uh, yeah, and now I'm with you.
0: Yeah, you've had a legendary career. I'm going to touch on your new book in just a second here. So uh, take me back to the beginning uh, of your fatherhood journey then, Bobby. Uh, How old were you when you first became a dad? And how did that experience kind of change your perspective on life?
1: Well, I was um, I was a coach in the major leagues. I was uh 32 years old and um it was quite an experience. You know, we were playing uh I was with the New York Mets. We were playing in Atlanta. Uh I left Atlanta thinking everything was uh at home with my wife um waiting uh to to give birth. Uh by the time I got to C- Cincinnati, I found out uh erroneously that uh, she had already given birth. So I had, a, it was a Sunday night. I flew back to Atlanta to fly to New York to get to the hospital to realize that uh, she was only going to the hospital. Uh, the information I got was wrong. And in those days there were no cell phones or anything, you know, so it was just the word that the, uh, that the, um, attendant told me on the plane. That was, uh, the word that pilot got. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he became the uh, joy of my life, uh, obviously, you know, to, to uh, have someone who's named for you, who um, uh, looked a little like you and um, uh, uh, was, was around me all the time, just became, um, you know, that that
0: section of my life that uh, had joy written all over it. Yeah, very well said, Bobby. And I'm kind of curious now, managing so many years in the major leagues, Do you did you notice – uh, was there a noticeable difference between players who were dads? Were they any easier or more difficult to manage than the players who were, say, uh, the single single guys out there that didn't have any kids? Was there any noticeable difference when you were managing them?
1: Well, I never tried to de- departmentalize ties, uh, uh, guys, and put them into categories. Um, but, you know, I could tell you that there was a great pitcher named Nolan Ryan, who I was a uh, teammate of back in the 70s, and then, In the late 80s, I became his manager, and uh, actually, the way he went from a free agent to being a Texas Ranger player, and that was the team that I was managing, was that uh, his wife and I had the conversation while he was um, deciding what team to go to, and the conversation was, will you allow the kids to be in the clubhouse, to be with their dad uh, while he's uh, warming up or while he's practicing? Because uh, the time is uh, very important for them to be together and at that time, my kids were not allowed in the clubhouses of major league sports it was the the workplace you know what i mean uh so that was an easy yes for me uh, Nolan's kids were allowed in uh he became a great pitcher or he was already a great pitcher became a great ranger pitcher and i think it was a lot because uh he was uh, content with his his life and his um his
0: family being with him Wow, very cool. Uh, what, what would you what would you consider, Bobby, to be the um, the top values that you had hoped to instill in your son as he was growing up?
1: Oh, just that idea of loving others like uh, he's loved, and um, to give more than than uh, you want to receive, and to make sure that uh, you know you you wake up every morning and look yourself in the mirror and. Let let that guy who's looking back at you uh, know that you're responsible for that day. And uh, when you go to sleep, make sure you're looking back in that mirror to say
0: that uh, you either did a good job or you need a little work tomorrow. You know what I mean? (laughs) Great stuff. I know you got uh, as we're recording this today, you got your uh, publishing day today for your book, uh, Valentine's Way, My Adventurous Life and Times. Uh, Why did you decide the book? Uh, Why did you decide to write the book? Why now? And what can the readers expect when they pick up a copy?
1: Well, you know, I had a,
0: a very lucky life
1: um, from the time I was born in Stamford, Connecticut in 1950, uh, and I had a lot of wonderful friends and experiences, and some experiences that when I read about in the book, I can't even believe happened, but they did, and I just wanted to share them with people who uh, either followed my career or want to want to read about some experiences and happenstats that's that are um, that are pretty amazing so um, Peter Golenbach who's a great author contacted me said hey I've done books before it'll be easy you just call me up and talk about your life and I'll put down your words and uh, we'll sell a book and I talked about my life and he put down my words and today the book is out uh, nationally and and hopefully we're going to sell some books
0: Yeah, really good stuff. I'm going to drop the link to the book in the description of today's podcast episode so my listeners can get over there and check it out. And it's just the the amazing amount of people that you've been associated with in your life, uh, so many legendary people. And I know, uh, one, uh, Tommy Lasorda, I, I had um, uh, Mike Piazza, I've had a- Alex Avila on the podcast here, uh, his his godson, very obviously people very close to him. Do you get into your relationship with Tommy Lasorda in the book? And what kind of relationship, what, what kind of a-, a mark on your life did Tommy Lasorda have?
1: Well, yes, I get into it. Um, I was 18 years old when I left my hometown. And I wound up in Ogden, Utah, which is a rookie league baseball team. Tommy Lasorda was the manager, and um, he took me under his wing. And he said, uh, "You know, it wasn't because he was Italian that he liked me; it was because I was Italian that he liked me." And uh, we we struck up a father and son relationship, if you will, over over the years. I was honored to um, give the eulogy at his son's funeral funeral, and uh, also honored to the eulogy at Tommy's funeral I wish they were both still with us and with me but um, they do live on every day
0: yeah wow incredible Bobby and I'm I'm curious too I know today it's it's a lot different uh, as far as kids playing baseball it's really a 365 a day a year sport uh, I know what really when I was playing it was kind of like little league and then that was it I mean we had so, some other leagues but it was like really just basically a seasonal game when I was playing and now you could play it all through the year what kind of advice do you have for the parents out there that have kids that are interested in, you know, pay baseball as a career? Do you recommend the all year around baseball, playing different sports, giving it a break during the offseason? What kind of advice do you have for the parents out there that, that whose kids are passionate about baseball?
1: Well, I, I hope they can stay passionate. but And the way they learn to stay passionate is by understanding what the sport really is about. And it's not about scholarships or number one draft choice or money or, or, or livelihoods. It's about uh, teamwork and sportsmanship and, and understanding uh, how to be a good winner, how to be a good loser, how to get up when you're down and how to make sure that those around you uh, feel a little better about the three hours or four hours that they're with you. uh, So they come back and do it
0: again. Yeah, well said. And one thing I talk about on my show a lot, Bobby, is the fatherless crisis that we have going on in our country. We've got so many kids growing up without a father or a father figure in their life. And a lot of times uh, guys will find that father figure through the sports. Some military guys will find it in the military uh, when they grow up without a dad. So I know you just spoke about maybe a father son relationship with time of the sword. Did you ever have that with any of your players who maybe came in that didn't grow up with a, with a father or a father figure and you became uh, their father figure throughout the years?
1: Uh, As a matter of fact, many.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm,
1: I'm lucky as I, as I said in in the book, it's mentioned a few times of a few players and there really were many, but, um, you know, when, when uh, you're coaching, when you're managing, um, you're filling needs, you know, and fulfilling needs and, um, you know, many players have needs of, of guidance, have needs of, uh, friendship and have needs of, um, a father figure. And, um, uh, I think I was that quite often.
0: Yeah, d- definitely really needed. I know, I, like I said, I, I speak to so many different, you know, pro athletes and stuff like that, that attest to finding that father figure through coaching and through sports. So always an important aspect of it. What would you say? Obviously managed a lot of ball players in your life here. What kind of disciplinarian were you as a dad with your son growing up? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Wow. Um, yeah, it was a little
1: different, uh, on the discipline side. Yeah. And, uh, my son could have had a little more discipline, I think, you know, and I think uh, a lot of uh, parents think that, but, um, you know, he, he was, um, smart enough to understand the, what was right and what was wrong. So, uh, there weren't times that he did things that were so far out of the box that, um, I had to rein them back in. They were just. Uh, there were a couple of times that it took took him a little longer uh, to understand uh, what was right and what was wrong, but he always got it.
0: Did, did he end up developing relationships with some of the guys either you were managing with or, or players either, did he did he end up developing relationships with some of the players that you were around while you were involved with the game? A
1: few, yeah. You know, uh, Matt Franco,
0: Beniag Biani, Mike Piazza, and my son.
1: Uh, we're friends, and uh, you know he's an easy guy to like. So when he was around, people liked him.
0: Yeah, very. And I always wonder, like too, like from moving from city to city, uh, I wonder how that could take a toll, like on the kids growing up. Did you guys have like a home base uh, where you guys, you know, you stayed throughout, no matter which team you were managing? And, and did he have like a, a central point, or did you move to each city um, that you went to?
1: Yeah, we tried to keep his uh, his. Um educational life stable. So uh, I got to Texas uh, in 85 and uh, he was a young, he was a young child at the time. And he basically um, got all of his education in Texas included uh, going to SMU and he lives in Texas now. So, um, you know, we kept that
0: part of his life as stable as possible. Very cool. And and a little off topic, but just because you're here and a quick hitter on what do you what is your opinion on the new baseball rules that we have going on here with the band starting on second base? Uh, all the different rule changes that have come in. Any ones that you particularly don't like or any that you're you're a big fan of?
1: Yeah, I'm not big with the uh, guy in second base and extra innings, but, um, you know, I like the the idea that a pitcher has to pitch the three batters. I think that it takes a little more um understanding of the situation and the dugout by the manager. And, uh, you know, I think that some of the rules coming, coming in about, um, you know, enlarging the bases, which seems small, but, uh, it's, it's a big part of safety of the game and, and, uh, not running the catcher over at home plate when he's, uh, unaware that he's ready to be hit. I think those are, are good, uh, changes in the game. And I think we have to do a few more civility situations one with the pitcher's ability to throw at someone's head. I still can't figure out <clears throat> why that's
0: allowed, but um, we'll get
1: it someday and we'll get it right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't had anybody yet that is baseball related here that's been a big fan of the man on second base. So I don't know how long maybe they'll keep that thing going there. So, uh, well, what's next? Obviously, I mean, I know you just made a, a run for mayor. You got involved a little bit in the political field. Do you plan on getting involved any more in politics? What other kind of plans or goals do you have for yourself here for the future?
1: Well, other people have plans for me to uh, do other things in that world, but I don't think I'm going to do that. Um, um, uh, You know, running for mayor was a wonderful experience. I was an unaffiliated candidate in a town that had almost 40 percent Democrats in it and um, was right in the senator ring uh, right until the the final bell rang and and, um, lost by a close decision. Uh, But There was a lot of wins in showing people that the political divide in this country is not necessary um, and it's not the right thing for especially local politics, but for for all politics. The the idea is um, to to come together to solve problems, not to to separate. And I think I gave that good message uh, here the last seven months.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more about it. I think I think our political system is so toxic right now, especially for our younger generation. Our kids that are seeing what's going on It's just people hating one another that represent the other side. So we definitely need uh, to somehow uh, come together and have some kind of civil discourse, some kind of conversation again about the issues that are important to all of us. So uh, props to you for getting involved. I know it's not an easy thing to do so. Well, obviously the uh, book is out now Valentine's Way Link in the description of the podcast episode. Last thing I want to hit you with here. i love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening?
1: well, that uh you know time management in the world is very important, and you got to um, make sure that uh, the proper time is allotted and and that time needs to be very flexible. Um, there's no book out there that tells you how to. Be a great dad. Uh, there are some that give you advice, but each dad has an individual situation uh, that he uh, must deal with with uh, with his partner. And um, uh, it, it's a
0: frustrating
1: but very rewarding uh, situation. And
0: you have to remember to give it enough time. Very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Bobby Valentine, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. OK, Alec, thank you very much for having me. Take care. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. i got to give a special thank you once again to Bobby Valentine for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Remember, if you plan on taking your kids out to any baseball games next year, any football games or hockey games or baseball games this year, you can help support the podcast and save money on your tickets. Go to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app to buy your tickets. Enter the promo code FIRSTCLASS, one word, FIRSTCLASS, and save $20 on your tickets. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers.